following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. And come to you live on tape on this Friday, January 14th, right around 5 o'clock. The Broken Helmet getting ready for the wild card weekend that is upon us. A mega wild card weekend as they have uh, juiced up the schedule, given us Monday night games, Saturday games, Saturday night games, and then your typical three games on Sunday. It's a little bit of everything. Yes! Yes, indeed. Chris, how are you down there in sunny FLA? I'm good. I'm excited. The Raiders are in the playoffs. Yes, you never thought that they were going to make it, yet they did. They did. They fooled you. So let's give a round of applause for the team that is the Las Vegas Raiders, pulling out a crazy, crazy final game of the season to get there into the playoffs. I mean, are you going to get behind them now and at least cheer for Mr. Carr or no? Uh, it's I, not going to do any benefit it, for you now in terms of draft status. I mean, no, who cares now? Yeah, we're, we're kind of screwed. So, yeah, I mean, I, I we need a lot of things to go our way. You know, I'm like I'm kind of hoping that the Bills beat the Patriots. I'm kind of hoping that the Raiders can beat the... Bengals, and then I'm hoping that because they reseed after. Yes, they right? do reseed in the NFL. Correct. Yeah, so no matter what, we're going to wind up going to. No, I guess we won't. So I, I guess I, my goal is that my my hope is that we get to Tennessee because I think we have a better chance at Tennessee than we do against Kansas City, and then hope that somehow, some way. All right, look, here's the real deal. Uh, what you need is, is is Mr. Carr to go the fuck off. You need him to just basically play balls to the wall and have the next, what was it, three or four games of his career in order to get you to the Super Bowl. Not to say that it can't happen. I mean, a lot of things have aligned right for... The Raiders this year. I mean, think about all the shit you guys went through, and that the fact that you're in the playoffs now. Kudos, also a nice little golf clap to your head coach stepping in there out of nowhere and taking over a sinking ship and getting you to the playoffs. Pretty, pretty solid <laughs> coaching gig right there. Yeah, yeah, he did pretty good. He you think he'll keep good. him? No, not me either. <laughs> No. Congratulations on the good season, and see you. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, but yes. So your Raiders have made the postseason along with what a, a 16, 16 teams in total. So fifteen other teams, and we will have a total of six games this weekend. Like I said, split out over the three days ending on Monday night. So it, no, it's it's fourteen teams, right? Uh no, aren't there? Uh, there's seven. Uh, there's seven or fourteen. Yes, I'm I'm screwing it up. I'm including the uh, the teams that are on buy on top of the fourteen. Yes, there's fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I'm screwing it up. I, I'm I'm thinking the fourteen plus the two that are on, so that makes it sixteen. It's not. It's fourteen. You're right. No, but I think you were right. By the way, too. I think I read that they did this last year too, and I I don't remember that. 
I, I now I went back and I read whether or not that this is the first year of the of this format, and I thought I, I thought I read on the on the internet last week after we had this discussion that this is the first year that they did this. What the hell? That's what I just read an article from. I don't from know. Schefter. I'm, I'm not. That's, I'm not invest. I'm not too invested in this because it, it screwed up one way or the other. We either got it. I, I either had it right last week or I have it right this week. <laughs> but whatever it is, now there's funny. only one buy, and those buys will go to Green Bay and Tennessee going into the playoffs here in 2022 for the 2021 season. Can't screw that up. That's always the confusion when you're talking about NFLs. That when it gets to the playoff time, you're always in the year after. And then looking back in retrospect, you're always talking about it one minus the year. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so what do you think of the finale of the season? There was a little bit of drama, not as much as as one would think, but there was enough. The double loss of, by the Cardinals and the Rams was completely surprising to me. A lot of oh, the I think the Rams are the ones that screwed up my bet. Yeah. I had so many things going with the Rams, and, I, and they just killed me. You had a lot on the line last week, and I was going to ask you because I, I kept marking things off, and the only thing left was that crazy, those two crazy six-team uh, teases that you have, but I thought that none of those came in. The five-team teasers, and yeah, the, the Chargers screwed up one. And the Rams screwed up the other. Yeah, I didn't think any of them came in. None of them came in for me, but I, I was not nearly as heavy on the bets as you were last weekend. You went uh, a little crazy with that last week, which I was surprised because, you know, the last week is, is always a little screwy. I'll tell you what I was dead wrong about was the, uh, what, the Cowboys-Eagles game? God, yeah. I, I, I never in a million years thought that the Eagles would have just laid down at, <laughs> like they did. And they did the same thing they did the year before with the Gi- with the Giants. Well, not against the Giants, but that screw the Giants is when they just pulled Hurts. They didn't even play him for a quarter. They just went straight with Minshew. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was, it wasn't even Minshew. It was freaking what's-his-name. What, what are you talking it, about? What, who the Eagles went with. They went with Gardner Minshew. No, last year when they pulled Hurts. Oh yeah, I don't. I, I forget who it was. I forget who the backup was that they put in there. Oh, um, it was horrible. It was somebody completely different. Yeah, but I was just I like was referencing Sunfeld this year. Sunfeld or something like that. It might have been. I mean, they just laid down. I you know they didn't necessarily lay down this game, but I mean they really didn't even care to give their uh, first team, uh, especially their starting quarterback, a, a, a tune up here uh, right before the. For the playoffs started, they just went right with, <laughs> right with. Well, it was good to see Minshew back in action, but they just went right with Minshew there. And I was just surprised because the the Cowboys were short a lot of people, and uh, I little did I know that they were just going to blow the fuck up uh, that in that game versus Philadelphia because I mean it was just tons of points. I don't, I, I don't know how the scores around. It was 50, 51 something. I think the Total was 70-something 70, points. Destroyed the They order. hammered them. They hammered them. <laughs> they hammered. It was crazy. Um, and it was and the way that the Raiders game, you know, I don't want to focus too much on the Raiders, but the way that that played out in the end. Now, this is way past the point, but did you think that the timeout called made Vegas reconsider just running the clock out and go to take that, go to take the field goal? No. You think they were going for the that, field goal if, I, if they had gotten the 10 yards regardless? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they were going for what they they were hoping to get. I think they were going to play it the same either way. I think they were going to run the ball, and if they got whatever they got that was close enough for Carlson, you know, it, it, it was like the guy put it that I heard on the TV or radio. He said, it's either you go out and win the game and and go to Cincinnati, or you go out and tie and you have to go to Kansas City. Yeah, are you talking about Barnwell's article? I don't Bill remember Barnwell. whose article is. It was Bill Barnwell on ESPN wrote a huge article about the whole deal, just basically saying that everybody should just shut the fuck up because what the the Raiders did had no rele- relevance to the or relation to the timeout that was called because they had a lot of motivation to try and win that game because they would go to Cincinnati versus going to Kansas City. Right. Is basically the way that it lined up. And I I agree. I I don't think that the timeout did anything other than, and then I will say this, other than have the Raiders run their offense a little differently in the sense that I don't think that they were ever going to call a timeout. Right? So I think they were just going to run their plays however they saw fit. And I don't know if... You know, I, I and I might be stealing something that Barnwell wrote here, but I don't know if they had the fire under their ass to run that play like they did. You know, they might have just hiked the ball and ran it and get like two or three yards and then just like knelt down to get the, you know, the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's how the the timeout came into play. I don't, I don't know. I I thought when it happened, I thought. Maybe this, maybe San Diego, maybe the Chargers coach saw that the play clock was at four and called the timeout so that they didn't get a delay of game or something. He just said that he wanted the best uh, situational players in there for what they thought was going to be run against them, right? Like they thought it was a run, they wanted to get their best runs, their, their best run defense on there. Now, I don't know why they weren't in there originally. Right, because of course, all that Vegas is going to do is run the ball. So why? I mean, unless they've got multiple run defense sets in there and they were altering it that way. I know. I think they who Jonathan who who they bring in. I forget who it was, um, but they brought in uh, a big defensive tackle. But regardless, I, I don't know. He mentioned somebody in the post game, and uh, you know, it, it was really late, and I, I wasn't paying attention. And the post game, I just saw you know the general comments, and I didn't go into it. But he, he made some kind of defensive uh, switch with the personnel. But th- my point is, like, they were just going to run the ball and run the clock out anyway. Those guys should have been in there to begin with. It, it was my thought process. And I just thought it, it slowed. It basically took a slow-running Vegas offense and just said, hey, you know, now we got a timeout. Let's, you know, organize, strategize, get the fucking first down play in here. That Well, not the first down, but the play to get the first down. And then Jacobs took it for the 10 yards and, and got him the position, right? Because that was on a third and something, was it not? Third and right. Third and third and I don't know if it was eight, but it was third and, and more than five. Yeah, so I, I thought a lot more was made of the timeout than should have been. However, I did think it had some kind of impact just in the general flow of the game. And and if that had any kind of impact in Jacobs getting that first down, who the hell knows. But 
Um, crazy, crazy end of the season. So, um, well, let's let's hop right into it here. We'll do a quick first down. We've got you for a limited time here. So we'll do a quick first down where we'll just take a look at some DVOA stuff and then hop into the games. So here we go. First down. First down. Okay, so breaking down the DVOA, this should come as a shock to nobody that I'm talking about this because I just happen to love DVOA. I, it's not the end-all, be-all, but I do think it is probably one of the better barometers when you're talking about stats and you know some kind of statistical means to measure these teams. However, we have offense and defense. Out of the teams that made the playoffs, the top 10 offenses, how many of the playoff teams are in from the top 10 offenses? Take a guess. Six. Six. No, eight. Eight of the top 10 offenses are in the playoffs, and that would be in order Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City, San Francisco, Dallas, Rams, New England, and Buffalo. So now, top 10 in defense. Two. No, almost as many. Seven. So I wasn't trying to throw you off. I was just throwing it up there. But uh, uh, point being is that of the top 10 of both offense and defense, you know, I, I mean, a huge percentage, 70% of one and 80% of the other have made the playoffs. So, I mean, it is a, these teams are successful for any given reason. And, and some of them are in the top 10 of both. And if you want to put them together. So what I did was I took the each team that has made the playoffs. I took their offensive DVOA and their defensive DVOA. I've added them together to give a total, right? So if a team was uh, 10th in offense and 10th in defense, they ended up being 20. So do you want to try to pick out the top, I don't know, you want to do try three teams? I'll give you a, I'll give you a best of five. Okay. All right, so here we go. Green Bay. Green Bay in the top three. Incorrect, what? sir. No. They are not in the top three. And the reason for that is their defense is abysmal. 22nd DVOA, which brought their number way down. Offense, wow, mind you. way, way different fantasy-wise. Yeah. Green Bay's offense, mind you, is second. So there you go. So gave you, uh, I gave you a couple shots here. Let's go. Well, give you your second shot. Buffalo. Buffalo is correct. Yeah, there you go, sir. Yes, Buffalo is tenth in offense and is first in defense, giving them number uh, a total of eleven, and is actually third of the teams that have made it. That's so, garbage. So the teams in order, and I, I will give you, I don't know, I'll, I'll give you the top handful. Dallas is actually number one. They came in with the sixth DVOA offense and second defense. Tampa Bay is number two. They are first in offense, ninth in defense. Buffalo, like you said, is third. San Francisco is fifth. If you can believe that, they are fifth in offense, seventh in defense, then followed by the Rams and then the New England Patriots. And then after that, surprising enough, the two teams that are on by, Green Bay, uh, 
like I said, is has a total of points at 24. So they're behind Arizona, um, who is behind New England. So all those teams that I just said, then it goes Arizona, then it goes Green Bay, then it goes Kansas City, and then it goes the other number one seed, which is Tennessee. So the point I'm trying to make is that those two by teams are actually low ranking when you try to combine both sides of the ball DVOA comparison. Dallas is, would be all the way up top there as their number one team, which... I don't. I mean, what do you think about Dallas going into the tourney? Dak Prescott has not been what I thought he was going to be. I mean, he just he's had so many off games. But I don't know with the, with the, with Tony Pollard playing really well and Zeke kind of doing all right. If they have a run game, if they can show they can run the ball, they'll be they'll be pretty hard to stop. I mean, it, it really, that's, in my opinion, that's what's going to matter. Their defense is going to play, no matter which way you I mean, spend it. I just think Dallas Dallas is such a question mark only because you don't know what team is going to show. But I think the best Dallas team might be the best one in the tournament. Dallas and Buffalo, I think, have the most talent on uh, in either conference, respectively. Man, you really have Buffalo, huh? They're They're so good. They have so much talent. If they, with Singletary playing the way Singletary's playing. Yeah, he's played really good down the stretch. Which is like exactly what they need. With that, they don't have to worry about Josh Allen being the only runner, which means they don't have to, the other, the defense doesn't have to have, they can't just have a, a, what do they call it? A spy. Just keeping an eye on, on Josh Allen all the time. It's, they now have two runners. They have Allen and they have Singletary. They have unlimited young talent uh, at, at the wideouts. Knox Knox is okay. Their defense is ranked number one, like you just said. Like they're very yeah. It's good. their offense for me. Uh, it's it's their offense, and I mean, get ready. It's about to get all stupid up in here. But I am not the biggest fan of Josh Allen, even to this point. You are a stupid asshole. It's a bold statement. Kid's really good. I can't help it. I just can't. He's really good. I have huge questions about Allen uh, getting to the promised land. Which is why, in in your mind, you would rather have Derek Carr as your as your franchise quarterback than Josh Allen. I'd rather have David Carr. No, um, I don't know. I I'm not picking. I'm not picking Derek Carr over Josh Allen. I'm picking Josh Allen. I just there's something in me that says you know there's going to be something along the line here that where Buffalo is going to run into it, and you're you know people are going to be like, oh man, you know Allen, he had a shit game. Feel bad for the kid. He just had a bad game. I don't know. I okay, just... so so name the quarterbacks of the fourteen teams that you would start a franchise with ahead of Josh Allen. Ahead of Josh Allen, are we taking age into consideration or no? Yeah, of course. You're starting a franchise. Uh, I, I mean, you can't do starting. Well, all right. If we were doing regardless of age, obviously, people like Brady and all that, they're getting picked way over them. But if I'm starting a franchise, who am I going to pick over Allen? I am going to pick, uh, well, age Mahomes. Mahomes is one, Burrow is two, and that's probably it. I'm not picking Prescott. Brady would be too old. Uh, you know, Garoppolo, definitely no. Uh, uh, whatever. Stafford, no. Uh, Mac Jones, no. Oh, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Ky- Kyler Murray. I do Kyler Murray over Josh. I don't know if I would do Kyler Murray over Josh. No, Allen. He's, he's so limited. He's not big this, enough. 
Yeah, he's not going to make it. In this he's league. just not big enough. So yeah, I'd probably take Mahomes and Burrow over Allen. Now, if I you were if you were doing, don't agree. If, I'm not saying that you have to, but if you were taking, regardless of talent, I think it's regardless of age. Then obviously, then Rodgers gets thrown in the mix, then Brady gets thrown in the mix. And then I don't know, Peak Roethlisberger. I don't know. I'd probably take Peak Peak Roethlisberger and Allen are similar and different. They're both similar because they're so big and they like to extend the plays. It's just that Allen ran infinitely more than Roethlisberger ever did. Oh, you, but you can't. You can't go back seven, eight years and say I'll take Peak Roethlisberger. That's that's. Yeah, no. I'm just saying if you, that's if you not slice even it up, conversation. Either. Right. I know. Well, they're two different conversations to be had. One, obviously, is fantasy drafting everybody now, and the other one is fantasy, you know, in a completely different realm, just picking everybody that's in this tournament just based on their talent, right? You know, I mean, the best that they were. Uh, that's a third age. conversation you're talking about. You're talking about picking players in their peak. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, one, you, you got these quarterbacks for one year next year. Who are you going to take? Not taking Rodgers, not taking Brady. Oh, I would take those. I wouldn't take Roethlisberger at this age. If I had one more year tomorrow, next year, I would take Brady over Allen. I would take Rodgers over Allen. I wouldn't take Roethlisberger, but in their peak, I'd probably take Roethlisberger. But anyway, I digress. So we're just 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 to you, talk here about. You would only take Brady if he had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski. That's the only reason you'd take Brady. You wouldn't. Josh Allen has garbage outside of Stefan Diggs, and he still puts up numbers. If you think, do you think if you take Josh Allen and Tom Brady and switch them, you think that Josh Allen is having just as much success in Tampa Bay that as oh Brady God. did? Yeah, unlimited. The, 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 the talent there is uncomparable. Wow. He has Mike Evans, Chris Scott. He has legitimate first round draft picks surrounding him. Yeah, Allen has, I, I don't, Allen has Stephon Diggs. I just look at Allen as a different quarterback. I, I just I don't see him. I don't see him that way. I, I don't oh, think that easy. if you add, I, I mean, yeah, he's got garbage guys, right? But I'm just I don't know if all of a sudden if you throw Brady's set of wide receivers and Gronkowski with him, I think what makes Brady great is that he just understands these offenses, and I mean this. Well, any offense, but the defense is the way that he does, and he's able to utilize these players in that manner. I, I don't think Allen's doing that. If you pair Allen up with Gronk, I, there's no way that he's getting out of Gronk what Brady is. And there's a lot that goes into that. Obviously, their history, uh, you know, their age, you know, their combined knowledge uh, of the sport. You know, I, I just don't think you get that with Allen. Maybe Allen in ten years is like that. I just he's not there for me now. Maybe. So, all right. But anyway, uh, we, we've got you only here for uh, another 15, 10 minutes. So let's uh, hop right into it. We will do the AFC games first, get our picks in here, and see what the deal is for our gambling. Second down. And so the first game, we will head over to Cincinnati. Saturday, 4.30, NBC at Paul Brown Stadium. The Bengals hosting your Raiders. I think that Tariko will probably be the one calling this game. I don't know who they're going to pair him with. I know that they want Breeze to get in there eventually, so maybe Tariko and Breeze. But anyway, Bengals, Raiders in Cincinnati. Bengals, the five-and-a-half-point 
favorite. And as you will see, all of these games, there's not one home dog. So there's a lot of home dogs throughout the year, and a lot of them won. And if you like the dogs, you're going to get them. You, you, there's going to be you know, nothing but home favorites here. So uh, Bengals today, five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Raiders. The Sharps like the Raiders. The tickets are barely on the Bengals at 51%. The money is all over the Raiders at 91%. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. So here you go. It's your Las Vegas team in Cincinnati. Who are you going to take in this one? Uh, I'm going to take Vegas. I took Vegas, too. I took Vegas, too. I think that this is a game that, number one, I think it'll probably be closer than the spread, and I think they do have an outside chance of winning. They're either going to fool the public or they're going to prove to everyone that they're the Las Vegas Raiders. That's, <laughs> All right, there's, fair enough. There's, there's two options here. There's there's not a third. So I, I don't know. I As a Raiders fan... I cannot get behind the offense in any way, shape, or form. They are very, very lucky with some of those plays that happened last week. Um, I mean, luck's part I of lo- it, though. I love their defense. It sucks that we lost Abram for the year. That's That killed. That really kills us. Um, Waller was garbage last week. He needs to get back in shape. He's still hopefully. banged up. Yeah, he's still banged up. And... Carr was not on the same wavelength as him last week. He missed him on that touchdown. Well, he's been and, out for how long now? Uh, six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah, that's a ton of time, dude. That's I know so much time. I know. But I, know. I mean, it's it, it's an even game, right? If you look here, here it is. Offense, Cincinnati's uh, Cincinnati's offense is 18th DVOA. Las Vegas's defense is 17th. On the flip side, Las Vegas's offense is 19th, and Cincinnati's is 19th. So, I mean, these two teams are really neck and neck. And, and that's surprising because you would think with Cincinnati's offense having the explosion that they had certain parts of the, the season, especially down the stretch, I thought that their, you know, their offense would be higher. But, you know, th- again, that's why I like DVOA because it kind of evens everything out. So, I mean, it should be a good game. But I'm with you here. I ended up picking the Raiders. Do you think they could win? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. They're either going to fool the public, meaning they're going to win the game, or they're just going to prove that they are as garbage as I have told you all year long. So if if I really, I can't believe they beat the Chargers the way they beat the Chargers. Like that wasn't even a game until out of nowhere, Los Angeles scored two touchdowns. Like they were just destroying. The Chargers at every and I thought the Chargers. But we talked about I I picked the Chargers last week too. But we talked about the Chargers all year in that same regard. That here's this team that performs so well, and then randomly they just shit the bed. Whether it be for a half or an entire game, that you just can't depend on them. And happened again. I if I could, I would throw money down on them to win the Super Bowl next year because that's how much talent I think they have on that team. I I think they have a ton of talent too. They've got to hammer out some things, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I think what I'm looking at with with San Diego, San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers, is I'm going to be really interested to see what happens with Staley going forward. I know the Chargers love him. Data analytic heads love the guy. But he makes so many controversial calls whether or not they're right or wrong 
you know, that's not for me to say. I'm just a fucking Joe, right? But he makes so many controversial calls that if one blows up in his face too many times, I, you know, you wonder if they stick with him or if they're just, you know, you, you do really great, but we don't want, you know, we'd rather get something a little more conventional because we know what we're going to get. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that's going to happen, but I mean, he, he makes, he, he impacts the game more than most coaches do, you know, in the past five years that I can remember. I don't think anybody's impacted a game like Staley had this year. Uh, Eckler's a freaking monster. Herbert's a monster. Allen is Allen. He he'll get you know he he catches the ball. That's what he does. And honestly, that's about it. That's like that's the that's that's their team on offense, but used the correct way. They're very good. I I mean we could talk about this forever. I'm running, we're running out of time here. Yeah, but, right. yeah so. I, all right, so we're both on the Raiders on that one. So then the next game will be the second Saturday game, and this will be the night game, 8-15. It'll be on CBS, played at Highmark Field. It is the Bills-Patriots in an AFC showdown here on Wild Card Weekend. Bills hosting this one, favored by 4.5. The over-under is 44 points. Right now, the Sharps have not taken an angle. The tickets are on the Bills at 56%. That has come down a little bit from earlier in the day. The Patriots right now own the money percentage at 59%. I will start. I ended up taking the Patriots. I love Belichick in this spot. And since I just ended up shitting all over Allen for about 10 10 minutes, it would make no sense for me to turn around and take him here. So I just think that right now the the Patriots have a, a run game that could be good, could be great. I mean, it's shown time, you know, it, it's points in the year. It's been fantastic. And I think in this weather, it's supposed to be frigid in Buffalo. Um, I wonder if that's going to impact the Bills' offense in the sense that Allen throws the ball. He likes to throw the ball downfield. He throws it really hard. I don't know if that's going to impact the receivers catching it in the cold. I like the Patriots. I think you're a fool. Yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> so we'll mark down Chris as a Bills selection. Do yeah, I-, I like the Bills. I, I do like the Bills. The only thing I'll say about this game is you know, that, that stadium is going to be alive, alive for this game. You know it. It's a divisional matchup. They're it's going to be... If they lose, they're going to have their hearts fucking broken. Oh broken. I That's the last place in this country I would want to be if they lose that game. I talked to a Bills fan today up in Buffalo, and, I, I mean, you could hear it in his voice. He was like, pray for us this weekend. And it was, uh, I mean, it was just basically like we should win this game and we know fully well that we're probably going to lose. They should win this game. I mean, they should win this handily. But with that said, as one of my over-unders later on too, I picked the under in this game at 44. I, I, I just don't see a lot of scoring in this game. Yeah. I, don't think no, I don't think Mac Jones is going to win this game. If anybody does, it's going to be Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson I was, and Brandon Bolden. I was looking at that under, too. I was looking at that under, too. These teams yeah. both excel in defense. New England's DVOA is four on defense. Buffalo's is number one, as we mentioned. New England's offense is nine. Buffalo's ten. So these teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, maybe not in talent, but at least when it comes to their DVOA ranking. But with their defenses being four and one, I could definitely see the under. I was looking at it. It wasn't one of my two choices, but it was my third if there was one. 
Yeah. So, all right. So then the third AFC game is actually going to be played on Sunday. The next day, it'll be the night game. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game will be played at 8-15, Arrowhead Stadium. I think Michaels and Collinsworth should be on this game making the call. Right now, the Sharps are on the Steelers. The money are on the Steelers at 55%, although that has come down a little bit. And right now, the tickets are on the Chiefs, just barely at 53 points. Over-under is 46, so pretty even middle-of-the-road uh, over-under spread right there. Uh, you, you'd imagine that you know, nobody's expecting a lot out of the Steelers, seeing that the Chiefs are 12.5-point favorites. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know how you don't, don't take the Chiefs in this. The Steelers are terrible. They're terrible. I know. I took the Steelers. Najee Harris isn't even playing. I took the Steelers. You're you're dope. I had 12 and a half points, and the Chiefs, and they they never covered. They had this little run, in, you know, in the middle, and then last week, I mean, they flamed out. Did they did they cover the past at least one of the two weeks, or did they not cover both weeks? I know last week they didn't, but everybody was last hurt. last year in the playoffs. They fell to like a. a do you remember that game against Houston? They fell down, but like twenty-one points, and they came back and won by thirty. I don't know. I, I the twelve and a half points. I know I'm a fool for picking the Steelers. There's just something about you know. I've seen Roethlisberger do this throughout the year. They'll go down like thirty, and then he just throws the ball all over the goddamn field, and then they end up scoring like two or three touchdowns. You know, I, I mean, maybe it doesn't have. I, I don't know. This is something where the Chiefs, I like the Chiefs. I was going with them, you know, toward the back end there where they were covering all those games. And I just, I have too many question marks in this one. I have too many question marks in this one. And Pittsburgh, I mean, it's not even like their, their defense is fantastic. Their defense is 14th DVOA. So it's not like a rock'em, sock'em, old school Pittsburgh defense. But I, I just think they, they'll probably, I, I'm imagining a backdoor cover in regard to the Steelers. So that's why I picked Pittsburgh. You obviously are not. You're, you're going with the Chiefs. I can see the backdoor cover, but I, I just can't. I can't pick against the Chiefs after I've watched the Steelers numerous weeks in a row because they're always on TV for some reason. And I just, I, I, that team is, I don't know. I can't believe they beat Baltimore, but Baltimore sucks too without Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, they're terrible, and, and that's going to be the issue with Lamar Jackson going forward, and Kyler Murray, and all of you know future yeah, they quarterbacks. Built their whole team around those players. I know that, that, that they rely that. on athletic talent at the quarterback position, and while that's a great tool to have, it's just limited because the physicality of football prevents that from having success over the long term. It just does. Right, it's why Tom Brady doesn't run. It's why Aaron Rodgers doesn't <laughs> right, run. Right, it happened. Remember Randall Cunningham did that, and then he blew his knee out, and then he was a pocket passer after that. I, I mean, it's, it's the same yeah. thing over and over and over again. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't run that much. Yeah, no, I mean, he he tries to, but I don't know if he ever did. He He's kind of... No, he doesn't. He's he Ro- Rodgers-esque, where they try to extend the play, and occasionally they'll make a run. Um, But they usually throttle it down. So that is the AFC games. Let's head over to the NFC. Third down. 
And the first game will be Sunday at 1 o'clock on Fox. Aikman and Buck should be calling this one. It'll be played at Raymond James Stadium. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bucs are currently favored by 8.5 points. The over-under is 45.5. Right now, the Sharps are on the Bucs, as are the tickets at 60%. And then the money is big on the Eagles at 82. And that is a number that is going up over the past 12 or so hours. So... Eight and a half points. I think it's supposed to be like a rainy, crappy day down in Tampa Bay. Is that going to be too many points for a banged up, a banged up uh, Tampa Bay team and a Philadelphia team that has moments that they shine? Not a lot of them, but they do. I like the Eagles. I pick the Eagles too. Do you think they can win the game? I just don't know. I I don't know what kind of talent. The Bucks are going to have. I, uh, losing Chris Godwin is so brutal because he's just such a dynamic wide receiver. Well, losing everybody, like, right? And and it's like then you lose Ronald Jones after you lost Fournette. I think now I've been trying to check up on on who's out and who's not. I think Fournette's going to play in this one. No, I haven't seen any practice reports. Have Have you? No, I just I just keep going with the out and the questionable. And I know that Ronald Jones is out, as is uh, Grayson, a wide receiver. You know, other than that, questionable is uh, another wide receiver: Watson, Murphy, Bunting, and Carlton Davis. You know, so, so, sometimes some of these people, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't know them. I, I might see their names on the back of a jersey once in a blue moon. You know, I, I know Murphy, Bunting, I know Davis. Um, but anyway, Ronald Jones is the big out only because they need as much talent as they can with people such as Godwin out. Yeah. Uh, Evans probably continues to nurse all of his injuries because he, when he gets like that, he just he ends up being an injury deal for week after week. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I I just I as much as I love what Brady can bring to the table and what he can do with Gronk and Evans, Philly's not bad. Like Philly's not a bad team. But I don't think they're going to win. I I maybe they could, I guess, but I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to win either. But I thought eight and a half was really heavy. Yeah, they're saying that they're essentially saying that the Bucks are going to smash them, and it's what they're not that bad. Yeah, and as for Leonard Fournette, him and Levante David are going to be game time decisions. So Barrett's going to play. Davis is not going to play. You know, David. You mean David, not Davis. David. Sorry. Right. David. Yeah. So a banged up Bucks team versus an Eagles team. Eight and a half. I like the Bucks. I just thought eight and a half was too much. So I went with the Eagles. I don't really think that they're going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised. I just, regardless of how it plays out, I thought the eight and a half was definitely too heavy. Yeah, too heavy. I'm with you. So then let's fly out to the second game, which will actually be the second game Sunday. So we go from Sunday game to Sunday game. This one at 4.30 on CBS. Nance and Romo, I think, should have the call. They haven't announced any of the announcers, so I'm taking stabs at this best on uh, best-case scenarios and what I would think would happen. But anyway, this game will be at AT&T Stadium. Cowboys hosting the 49ers. Dallas a three-point favorite at home. 51 is the over-under. This is a trifecta game on... The 49ers, they have the Sharps tickets and the money all on them, and 80% of the money, 60% of the tickets, but 80% of the money on San Francisco. So, Dallas, I'm going to say it right out. I don't understand this spread at all. I know that Dallas has been in a little bit of funk, has not played consistently, had a big game last week, but not you know in the recent past. I picked Dallas, and this is my best bet of the week. 
I love Dallas. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't understand this game at all. We're still talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, who everybody has shit on for three years now. And now we're going to say that San Francisco is going to stay in this game with him and a banged-up finger. I mean, they're just, everybody seems to me to be banking on Dallas not playing well. I I honestly can't figure it out either. I, three and a half points is silly. I, Dallas is so good. I mean, there, it just feels like everybody thinks that Dallas is going to play bad. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Because if, if if Dallas plays their best ball, this is like a lock. I, I don't understand. I can't figure it out. I'm I'm taking Dallas. This, is, this isn't my best bet, but but it's Dallas should win this game handily. Yeah, I'm with you there. So we're both in on the Cowboys, and like I said, that was one of my best. Well, that is my best bet of the week. And so that brings us to our final game. And this game is going to be Monday night. We've got a little Monday night football action. So this game will feature the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. So you have two regional matchups this week. You will have the Rams-Cardinals and earlier, as we talked about, the Bills-Patriots. So the Rams are going to be four-point favorites against the Cards at SoFi Stadium. The over-under is 49.5 points. This game, obviously, Monday Night Football, so it's going to be on ESPN. You'll have the typical uh, ESPN crew calling it. So as for the gambling statistics, the Sharps right now are on the Rams. The tickets and the money are on the Cardinals, both around a little bit, 55%. The money has come in a little bit on the Rams away from the Cardinals, but the Cardinals still own the majority there. So with the Rams as a four-point favorite here at SoFi, who are you going to go with? Because both these teams tanked last week. I love the Rams. I love the Rams. They're my best bet. Oh, they're your best bet. Best bet in there for Chris. The Cardinals are not... I, I I'm sad to say I just I don't see them going anywhere this year. Yeah, I I think they're just too banged up, and I haven't liked the team down the stretch here. I mean, I don't I haven't really liked the Rams either, but uh, you know I keep gassing on the Rams, and I don't know why I do, but I am taking them in this spot too at home. Uh, I it was if the Cowboys were not my like uh, my lock, I would have been here with you on the Rams. So I, I definitely yeah I just they have everything they have everything that a Super Bowl contender has in a team and they have offense they have defense they have a quarterback that can be incredible they just Arizona's just down they're down too many people yeah they are down a lot and there's question marks in the backfield uh, both Connor and Edmonds are are banged up. And they're not going to get Hopkins back for this one. The Rams are as healthy as you could be uh, for, you know, they're still Robert Woods is out for the year, so they're not going to have everybody. But Cooper Cup has been the the guy all year long. So, and they've gotten Michelle back and Akers came back last week. Akers didn't really look great, but I mean, Michelle continues to, you know, plug along. It's their defense that scares me. Their defense I'm not really sold on. And so I think that does give the Cardinals a shot, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. On Monday night, at least that's me. Yeah, so, well, I, well uh, that's my best bet. I, I, I really don't even think that's going to be a game. All right, so there you got it. Those are our picks for month. Well, whatever the three days: Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And so then let's jump into our gambling segment. Fourth down. Okay, so here we go. Our gambling segment. 
where we give you all the little tidbits that are probably worthless, but at least for me. My brother has actually been good this year. Uh, although last week I think uh, put a little bit of a dent in your pocketbook because you were up about uh, about triple of your bankroll and then you let a lot fly last week and I don't know if anything came in right so I think that put you back down a little bit. Yeah, I'm up like three thousand. I'm at. Yeah, that's not bad. So you're still about triple. You were more than that, uh, which was super impressive. So I'll let you go. Me, I'm still down. I don't know. I, I'm down my initial thousand. And so I'm working on a second bankroll, and, and I'm, I don't know. I keep going up and down. I think I'm down a couple hundred in that second bankroll. So I'm not the guy. You're the guy. So why don't you take it away? You, you said your best bet already, and that is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. So lock that in for your best bets. What are you going to do for your over-unders? So my two over-unders are the Bills under 44. You're taking the Bills the Cowboy- game under 44. And the Cowboys over 50. Taking the Cowboys over the 51. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. Uh, All right. And the reason that I laugh is because, yes, I, too, are taking the Cowboys over 51. Uh, I said my best bet was Dallas, and my over-under is Dallas and San Francisco at over 51. And my other game is going to be Tampa Bay-Philadelphia. I'm taking the over at 45.5. Yes, both teams are crazy banged up. The weather's not good. I just think that the defenses aren't going to be great, and I just think that they're probably going to need to score little points to keep up with each other here. So the 45.5 is a little low, I think. I I think they should be able to get over that. So I have two overs, the Dallas-San Fran game, Tampa Bay-Philly game. You are doing the Bills-New England under, and then the Cowboys-San Fran over as well. So, all right, so your best bet is locked in. Your over-unders are locked in. So what do you have for your parlays and teasers and straight-ups and whatever else you're doing? Okay, so straight up, I'm doing 200 to win on the Rams. Okay. You really like the All Rams. Right. I do, yep. 200 to win on the Rams. I'm going to do a $100 money line parlay. Oh, here we go. You the, like the money lines. Bills. Yep. Cowboys. We both like Dallas. Rams. You love the Rams. They're going to kill you this week. And I'm going to and I'm going to throw in the Eagles on by chance that they outplay Tampa and they just had Tampa just can't put it together. Yeah, I thought you might go with the, the Raiders, but I guess that No, I can't I can't better bet with or against my favorite teams. I, I it screws me every time. Philly gets you the better odds obviously with the 8 plus point spread. I just thought you'd go with the Rams because I I don't know if Philly's going to be able to pull it off. I do think they're a live dog though, so if I wasn't a Raiders fan, I would I would have put the Raiders in there instead of the Eagles. All right, so you got your hundred dollar fourteen money line parlay in there. You got your straight bet with the Rams. What else are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing a hundred dollar tease with the Bills, Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Rams. So that's Bills plus one and a half, Eagles plus fourteen, Cowboys plus three, Chiefs minus six and a half, and the Rams plus two. Yeah, you got your Rams everywhere. You know that if they end up tanking, you're you're done. I will well know by the end of it anyway because that's the Monday night game. I can yeah, hedge I my guess bet that's true. I... You can hedge your bet if you're if you're alive into it. Um, right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That 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 strategy actually works out way better if you think about it that way. Okay, so you got that one tease. Any other teases? No, that's it. Just those three bets this, this week. All right. So with that, we will uh, bid you adieu. Chris has got to leave. I've already extended him past the time that I had. So adios, buddy. Ha- enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you at some point. 
Thanks. You too. Adios. All right. Peace. Get the fuck out of here, buddy. All right. So um, that leaves me. So I already said my best bet was Dallas, and I am going to not only use that best bet in my over-unders that I stated, I'm also going to use it in my parlays and not my teasers, but my parlay. I'm using Dallas and New England money line. So I'm going to take the Cowboys and that three-point spread because I just think that they should be able to win that game and cover that three. And then I'm taking New England because, like I said, I, I like New England to win. Uh, I, I just have too many question marks about Josh Allen. He has proven me wrong all year long. I don't know why I continue to gas on this, but I just think that this is a spot that if... Belichick is, you know, worth his salt, and the rest of the team doesn't implode. Now, there's a lot of question marks to be had. Uh, Mac Jones has had times that he did not play great. Their run game is, you know, not 100% healthy because Harris is constantly battling injury ever since he hurt that hamstring. That could always pop at any time. Um, And they just haven't overall played well while Buffalo has been streaking. I just think that weather in that stadium is going to be a little problematic for Allen in his game. He could run around. I know that Singletary has been playing well, but I question if his arm strength's too much for a freezing cold game and it impacts the, the receivers and any of the, the air yards and the air yardage he can get. I don't know. There's just a lot of questions in my head. And so I'm going with New England money line to go along with Dallas as my two-team t- uh, two team parlay. And I'm putting $100 down on that. And then I have one other bet going, and that's going to be a tease. And this is what I'm going to do. Uh, Pittsburgh, I'm going to die with these guys. I, I, I don't know why I'm including them in anything. But I looked at throwing the six points on their spread and jacking Pittsburgh all the way up to 18 and a half points. It's a stupid move because if Kansas City comes to play, they literally could blow you know Pittsburgh out by 20, 30 points. I could completely see that happen. But I am hoping that in his final game in the NFL, should they not be able to pull out a you know some kind of miraculous win here. But in his final game that Roethlisberger should be able to try to find some way to keep this within 18 and a half points. So that was my first team for my tees. I have three teams. The second team is going to be Philadelphia. I jacked them up to 14 and a half points. I like them at eight, so or eight and a half. So if you can get it to 14 and a half, I really like it. It's just a lot of points for a team that is, you know, going up against a banged up. Tampa Bay team. We just don't know what we're going to get out of them. Plus, if you factor in the weather, if it is a little shoddy, like they were saying, I like the double digits there and the 14.5 points for Philadelphia. And then finally, the last one is along the same lines. I'm taking Las Vegas, the Raiders. My brother did not mention them. I thought maybe he would throw them in there in one way, but as he said when we were just talking, he doesn't like to use the Raiders at all. So, I am going to take the Raiders though, and I am going to jack their spread up to 11.5. This is similar to the Pittsburgh game, where this could backfire on me because Burrow plays good. Chase plays good. They light up the field. They get, you know, another 500, 300-yard, three-touchdown game. You know, all of a sudden they could be running all over the Raiders. But I am going to uh, assume that the Raiders are going to come to play. Uh, They're playing pretty motivated ball right now. Carr has not been horrific, which is, you know, he's actually been pretty good. And so I am going to take the six points, add it onto their spread, and juice that up to 11.5. So my tease for the weekend is Pittsburgh 18 and a half, Philadelphia 14 and a half, Vegas 11 and a half. And that will do it. That's it. That's all she wrote for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, you know, we had 
Chris for a little while. I wanted to go a little bit longer in, in a couple of different things, but I think we got in a good pod here. Chalked up all these games, and then we will revisit when we wrap up and, and see where uh, where we're at when it comes to the divisional weekend. It's uh, very exciting. I think it should be a good weekend of football, and I think all these games should be pretty close. I do question that Kansas City-Pittsburgh game on Sunday night. I think it's probably going to be the worst of the bunch, but who knows? I've been wrong before. I've been wrong many times before. I mean, come on. You are a stupid I asshole. am. I am, Ron. I admit it. I, I take that with uh, pride. I am. So, anyway, peace out, everybody. Enjoy your weekends, and talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.